No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. three i don't know this episode of no simple road is brought to you by the glorious shop, shop tour, tour bus. bus check them out at shoptourbus.com online or check them out on instagram at shop tour bus you don't want to go to a show naked no with your top off some people well do. i was just gonna say kind of yeah, i don't know yeah like sunburn is some kind sometimes kind of nice i think maybe if i wasn't married i'd probably go topless 
I would. I think all women should go topless. Okay. Anyway. And dudes. So, yeah. I don't care really about cool dudes. designs, guys. But it's good <laughs> to have shirts. shirts as a backup. Yes, yeah, so you get if you're going to wear a shirt, you should go to Shop Tour Bus. So, guys, we don't talk about anything on the show that we don't totally love. That's not uh, true. Well, we talk about a lot of stuff. Well, <laughs> nobody's sponsoring the show that we don't totally love. True. And we totally true love that, Shop Tour yeah. Bus. Luke and the roadies over there are amazing people. And when you order from them, you're not just going to get a shirt in a poly mailer. That's not what's going to happen. What are you going to get? You're going to get a hand design box that's got some cool lyric on it that means something special just to you and i don't know how luke and the guys know so wait you, so you get a shirt in a box that's pretty cool shirt and in a, a box handmade hand designed one of a kind box they draw that's it. it that's it nope that's oh. not it what? absolutely not but you're just buying a shirt i i know right you also get a bootleg tape that is magical and special just for you. You get a tape. Uh, tape. Wait, you get a wait. What? what if you have to rewind the tape though? If you have to rewind the tape, they stuck. include a fucking pencil for you to spool the tape with, what? so you don't have to put your finger in there. Dude, they thought everything. Thought everything. Yeah, you really don't want to rewind it. Would that take a long time? But tighten it up. Yeah, well, yeah. tighten <laughs> tighten it up. If it gets if it gets chewed up by your cassette player in your car, Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And you also get some stickers and a newsletter and cool stuff. So, guys. Wait, you know it would be really cool if they, like, threw in candy or something, too? That would, would be, be cool. cool. And you know what? They do it. What? Candy? Yeah. <laughs> they Aww. even gave Melanie a bat. A little they gave bat? Me the cutest little bat I've ever seen in my life. And he went on an adventure. And then we found him again. And now he uh, sits at my bedside on my little tiny jewelry box, the little tiny bat that was included in my box order oh. that Luke prepared. Batty, batty, batty. Yeah, man. I'm just saying, if you're going to buy a cool graphic tee, Grateful Dead inspired artwork, head over to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. I promise... And this comes from the entire No Simple Road family. And you know what? Shop Tour Bus is part of this family. Wow, Mel just took it to the head. I, I took I really took it to the head. Right on, babe. Wait, and this is special, too. Aaron doesn't promise a lot. No. So he's what did promising. You promise? I'm making a promise. What's the promise? That you will get more than you bargain for when you order a shirt from them. Mm. So check them out. Shop Tour Bus, guys. Hey, this is Reed Mathis. This podcast is In The Loop, the legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com. Osiris. is bad so yeah guys hey now no simple road family 
Welcome back. What? I'm to giving you the chin because you hit the episode. mic with a little cover. Uh, yeah, so I got. If somebody else would have did that. You would have given the chin. Given the chin. Put the bottom teeth out and be like, like a bulldog. Mm-hmm. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Sunday. Sunday. Yay. Yay. Easy like Sunday morning. Yeah, sing it, guys. Come on, keep going. That's, That's the right. only That's lyrics that really anybody all, knows yeah, of that fucking up. song. Yeah. Well, he says, because I'm easy. I don't know if he does that. He does do it. Okay. okay. Take, everybody go I will take listen to Easy Like Sunday Morning. Me too. Yes, you're right. Let's listen to that song. We need to be schooled on that again. Okay. When we're done recording this intro, we're going to listen to Easy Like Sunday Morning. And you should listen Lionel to it at the end of the episode. You should too. He knows how to celebrate. Because it's Sunday morning. morning. Well, okay, let's let's be real. It may not be Sunday morning for a grip of people that are listening to this right now. It, it may be Wednesday afternoon or 4.30 in the morning on a Thursday. Even if they listen to it right when it comes out, it's probably Sunday like it's, early after it's Sunday somewhere. It's no, Sunday wait, it doesn't work like that, does it? Yeah, it's, it's our Sunday morning. It's too much. You could just imagine it's Sunday morning. Wherever you are, you're at work right now, stressed out. Just imagine it's Sunday morning. Yeah, your feet are up. You're in your jammy pants. You got a cup of whatever you drink. The temperature's perfect. Shut the inside. hell up. Yeah, a cup <laughs> of shut the hell. You got a nice fat bowl. What happened to that bowl that was going around here, it's guys? Right it's hiding. Me. All right. And um, oh, no, you don't so this week, guys, is a really special interview. Um, this family has spent a lot of time listening to the Chris Robinson Brotherhood and a lot of time listening to Circles Around the Sun. Um, Circles was something magical that happened for all of us at Fairly Well. During set break, there was this just angelic dead like music coming out of the speakers and i remember at first i was thinking is that the dead and then kind of no and then is that crb and kind of no and then just tripping out on it but being really high and then coming home and googling set break music fairly well and circles around the sun came up and we started listening to it and um it's been part of the soundtrack of this family for quite a while now i gotta say um, it's something special. You do have to say, because that's a true statement. It is true. I am speaking truth to all of you out there right now. The beginning of the Circles Around the Sun album just, to me, sounds like there's some fucking dope, groovalicious dude walking down the street with, like, bell bottoms and, like, headphones and, like, do-do-do-do. Like, it just, like, walks up on you like this freaking amazing, sneaky, cool, like attitude and it is so comforting and it's such a good ride and it's like being in bath water and it's like getting a foot massage it is the most comfort we've ended many evenings after going to shows back home with that music settling us down at the end of the night yeah, it's like it's like a like a Grammy blanket. It's also like flying <laughs> it's through space, like music. Buck Rogers kind of shit, you know, like and flying totally. through portals. Yeah, and they're coming out with a new album, and I thought, wow, imagine if we could interview Neil Casal when we go to High Sierra, and holy shit, ladies and germs, it fucking happened. Like it was cool too, man, because it was the last day of the festival. And we had worked really hard there and done a lot. And this was like the cherry on top of the whole thing was getting to talk to Neil. And such a like humble, cool, chill dude, super 
relaxed and just fun interview. And we did it indoors. It wasn't as loud as all the other ones from High Sierra. And it just was really fun. So that's what you guys are going to get in a minute. But first, we got to do business. Follow us on Instagram if you aren't already at No Simple Road and Facebook at No Simple Road. Head over to nosimpleroad.com for all your news, sports, weather, and information about No Simple Road. Up there we have the merch tab, and we have some of the Hair of the Wolf Van logo shirts left up there, guys. Um, I know we're out of smalls and mediums, but we have larges, extra larges, and one double X. So. And they're really cool and comfy. They are really they're, cool. They're my, it's my favorite shirt I have. Favorite I have mine on shirt. right now. Yeah. Yeah, you do. It's the best shirt we put out. Yeah. And go to nosimpleroad.com and click on the merch tab. And there's those shirts are up there. And there's pins up there and stickers. And that's where you can get all your cool No Simple Road stuff. Um, So that's where that happens. Also, you can click on the family tab and sign up for the newsletter. And you'll get some of the inside scoop of No Simple Road through the family tab and the newsletter and hashtagging no simple road on your Instagram posts will throw your posts up on the page and you'll be able to see yourself on no simple road.com and it's fun and exciting and we get to see your pets and your babies and we get very excited every time we see one yeah we do really yep I saw a kitty the other day and on it was on hashtag no simple road supporter Oh, wow. Yeah, and there was like three hashtags on there, and one of them was a adorable little kitty laying on a bed, and the sound on the video was me talking about CRB and how you wanted had this little fantasy of people going to see um, Chris Robinson and um, wearing our No Simple Road shirts. And... I like how you call it a little fantasy. It was before fantasizing. <laughs> before oh, it became oh, a just thing. <laughs> you know That's what I cute. mean. I just see like like in the movies when they everything gets blurry and then it's like kind of smoky around the edges and you could see the dream sequence and Chris Robbins is standing there taking a picture with one of the listeners and they're like wearing the No Simple Road shirt <laughs> and that was Rosie Rowe was the first one that did that. And shout out to you, Rosie. That was fucking badass. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. And it's cool to see, like, <clears throat> which I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun with this, but I really want to do the lead up to this because it's super special, you guys. Um, we, you guys have, if, whoever follows us on Instagram, that is, um, has been paying attention to the auctions, if you've been liking it or or participating in it, for that matter. So... We wanted to, we had the idea to do the auction and we wanted to do it for High Sierra and it just didn't work out, the logistics of it. But I was like, we all were like, well, let's just do it, you know, online and have you guys, the family or whoever sees these, um, raise the money to give away to... (laughs) one of you guys that's maybe purchasing it or we kind of left it open we didn't know who we were going to give it to but when we decided we were going to give it to somebody we all had some the same person in mind and this was um like 
how you know that it's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, So we all agreed that who we were going to give it to. And, you know, we were going to, you know, keep a portion of the money for shipping and whatever we needed. New mics. New mics. New mics. And yeah, a portion of it went to the show. But the major um, majority portion was to this person that we all agreed on. And I personally struggle with the whole thing of like being, um, you know, like too self-serving because when you put yourself out there, you have to kind of talk about what you do and, and kind of like, you know, say say what's going on in your world. And sometimes that seems too personal. But this this was special because we all agreed on um, and I'm just going to say it on Raven's Reel Almanac and Chuck and also Claire out there you two and they are also uh, part of this huge CRB thing you know and us getting to interview Neil because Circles is so important to us and then being able to give the listener money that you guys raised to another listener so it's like the fan like uncle paul you know rose up and was like hey i have some extra money and then we were like oh yeah i know our brother you know chuck over here he really could use it right now and we just became the bridge for that and that's why it's so special to me personally because we made it up like we decided to do that and you guys fucking helped us you know for those of you that don't know who chuck is let me just give you a little backstory so chuck runs raven's reels almanac for the crb and that is a huge undertaking he chronicles everything they do he does their website does all their stuff he they were even starting a podcast back before all this stuff went down and uh, Chuck has been fighting cancer for many years now. And this guy is the strongest human being I have ever met. He constantly has a smile on his face, yeah. consistently has a badass fucking positive attitude, is always laughing, always thinking about everybody but himself, doesn't fucking complain. Dude, if that was me. I would be bitching and complaining and whining and it would be hard. I think you complain about Chuck's condition more about Chuck complains about his condition. <laughs> yeah, good point. We, we talked we to do. Chuck the other night and I mean, he didn't even mention it once barely. He just, he's so matter of fact about it and I think that's why he looked, he looked amazing. Yeah. Like he really looked great and I, I hate that our connection was bad because we kept cutting out because I would have just loved to see him and you know, but didn't matter. We had such an awesome conversation and, and he told us this beautiful story of... And we're going to have him on the show. Yeah, we're going to have them. But, like, just you guys, the whole CRB, Circles Around the Sun, Chuck, Claire, uh, No Simple Road Connection is really, really strong. And I just, I'm so glad that this is how our little, uh, you know, fundraiser Family. kicked off. Yeah. yeah. And so... This money going to Chuck, you guys, what it's going to do is Chuck is down south right now and he is parted from the love of his life, Claire. They met through the CRB while Chuck was in the hospital and him and Claire connected um, through texting and, and whatnot, talking on the phone. They had never met. And 
the whole CRB Freak family made it possible for Chuck to make it to Freaks for the festival last year. And that was the first time that him and Claire actually got to see each other in the real world and connect. Which is incredible because it was all brought together, those two, by the love of music. Yeah. And so the money that we all raise together, guys, is going to help Chuck get back out west with Claire, make it to Freaks of the Festival, and be together with the girl that he loves after going through treatment. And I'm really proud of this family for coming together and the way that it did. that's how you get the rest of the healing that he needs yep. the and, to be around that love. Yeah, and even more than the monetary thing, guys, everybody out there that's listening that can hear our voices today, send some positive thoughts toward Chuck and Claire and healing vibes and light and light and, and life and love and fun and laughter and good vibes, guys. <laughs> so yeah, even more than the money, man. But let's that's send what that, that money to him. represents to me. See, this is one of those instances where I feel like money is not the dirty thing that everybody, you know, makes it out to be. It's just a piece of paper and you worked for it somehow. You you put your time in and then you were rewarded with this piece of paper and now you, you you're giving it as a gift to somebody who didn't expect it, didn't know about it, didn't want it, didn't ask for it. None of it. And that's why it's a gift and it's so special, you guys. So my heart is touched this time around a whole bunch. Yeah, man. So we love you, Chuck. We love you, Claire. We love you guys. The whole CRB freak family. It is all one in the same with No Simple Road. And we dig you guys. And we were super honored to be able to do that for you, brother. So that's the thing that happened, guys. So let's hear it. Yay, us and family. We need to shout out our Chandonators. Yeah, and Chandonators. We got a couple of new Patreon supporters, speaking of supporting the family. Austin B., what up? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Very, very cool. And David D., you guys. Uh, David D. <sighs> Chandonators. Always will be as much as you can. You know, it, I don't know. It's It's a trip to do this and then have people respond to it all by itself but when we get those emails saying that you have a new patreon supporter i get that feeling of like going on a roller coaster and that like drop at the beat like oh my god hey it's exciting man to have that happen and know that people are out las vegas and know that people are out there fucking digging what you're doing like it's fucking rad and guys patreon.com forward slash no simple road that's where you can go and become more involved with the show that's how you get on the inside the vip access to no simple road and i'm gonna say this and we're all on the hook for this we started doing porch chats and yeah and we've been off our game with all of the show and i'm gonna make an excuse for the for why it happened We've been fucking busy as fuck, man. We've been leaving town and going to shows. We have so many interviews right now that we haven't even done intros for them, like getting everything out. And I know it's no excuse. You guys are busy work schedule. Hashtag very busy. Fear of a craft beer planet. We love you. Yeah. But anyway, I am making another promise. This is the episode (laughs) of promises. And I mean this this time. This time, and you said we're all on the hook. We are all on the hook. We're this is our show. This isn't my thing or your thing. This is our thing. You've got a little discombobulated. Yeah, lately. it's a, dude going and being at shows and camping and being gone and tripping and all the things like it takes time to recover from all that shit. And 
Wow. So I promise all of you out there that we are going to get back on the game and doing the porch chats. And what that is, is just four of us or two of us or me and Darwin or Melanie and Apple or hanging out out here. There's no guests. It's just us chatting and talking out here on the porch. So it's how you can go backstage with the show. And those are available only for people that are giving a dollar or more on Patreon. So that's it. That's all I have to say about Patreon, guys. Go there, sign up, support the show, help us pay for our hosting and all that stuff, and be more involved with No Simple Road. We love you guys. And last but not least is the most important thing that you could do for the show. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening to us on. When you're done listening to the show today, if you haven't already done it, and I say this all the time, and I know a lot of you haven't, head over to what you're listening to us on and leave us a five-star review you, know, you, you can do it. it while you're listening just just yeah. go right now as i'm talking these very words jump onto your apple podcast or stitcher or google play or whatever and go and hit those five stars and you don't have to say anything but it'd be really cool if you did if you did yeah say hi or say what you're doing what, what while you're, you're doing listening right now, to the while you're listening yeah. just put that in there so that is super important that is how we go up in the rankings that's how more people can find out about the show and it keeps the show relevant in their algorithmic contrivance is that a word contrivance sure it is contravinity contravinity i like i like like contravinity i like both of them yeah they work for me all right so yeah um let's see instagram no simple road.com family tab no simple road.com merch oh you can also get all the past episodes at no simple road.com too um what else patreon pins you can get pins there yeah. and shirts pins. and all that i said that i said yeah. pins you're not paying they're, attention they're, they're really cool pins though and they do have writer's face on them they so do. it was min- it was worth mentioning <laughs> two three times chuck we love you brother we love you brother and yeah leave us a review on itunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck they're calling it today. Um, anybody else have anything to say before we start this interview? I just, I just want to mention one last. I just I think it's really cool that one of the biggest companies in the world named themselves after me. That's all I got. Yeah, but they're not. You're, you're not aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I know I'm not aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> all right, so I think we're gonna have Darwin do the. No further ado. Come on, Darwin. Do the do Darwin, the intro. I, wanted him. I didn't practice. Come on, give it a shot, Darwin. Fine. Without further ado, <laughs> No Simple Road brings you Neil Kasu. Here, so good. Neil, man, <laughs> for a long time I wanted to look you in the eye and say thanks. Dude. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, sitting it fairly well, right? Me and this guy and her out of my head at set break and I'm like what the fuck is that music man what is that and the little dead licks would come through and I'm like I know it's it's not the dead and we're right it's we're, not some lost Jerry band yeah thing. no yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is happening right now and then I think it was like a couple of weeks after or something I looked it up and I found out it was you and I was like cause let me back up sure CRB has been for this family monumental oh really nice oh yes. dude I, 
yeah it's brought us together it's helped us like one of those things it just has it's helped us be open people and i've loved chris my whole life yeah, and too. you it's you know it's an amazing thing what you guys are doing and it's helped us as a, as a family you. unit yeah but for this family it's been a really big deal and uh that's good to know yeah man <laughs> and those times like I think the first time we saw you guys was in Vegas at the Brooklyn Bowl, like, 2014. It was Yeah, I think we played there, like, three nights or something. Yeah, and it, so her there and There were I, very few people at those shows, but I actually love that. Um, I love that venue. I love the sound of it so in there. It's so cool. Peter did an awesome yeah. job at that place. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a great venue, actually. Yeah. It was the first show that she ever said when there was more than one night, let's go again tomorrow night. <laughs> first <laughs> time, man. Yeah. And... I hadn't realized how groovy the music was mm-hmm. because jam bands was always his thing and so that was right around the time that I started kind of getting turned on and I was like who are these guys I mean I knew you know who Chris Robinson was sure. but I like I just didn't realize how groovy that music was and it totally just pulled like it pulled you yeah it's not hard rock like the Black Crows or anything yeah. like that yeah it's a different uh, it is it's groove groove oriented totally. stuff swing a lot of swinging yeah but sitting at, at fairly well, and then that happened, and we found out it was you guys. Like, it's this weird, like, synchronous full circle thing. I'm like, oh, it makes sense why it felt like home. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But putting that together, what I wanted to ask you is like, that's five hours of just going. Mm-hmm. When you get in the studio and you're doing something like that, like, how does that even work? Because you're not recreating songs. You mean as far as, like, recreating dead songs? Yeah, yeah, you weren't, it wasn't like... No, we would just take little themes, you know. Um, well, it was... Yeah, I, I mean, none of us have had ever done anything like that before. You know, make five hours of what was, you know, kind of usable music in two days, completely live in the studio. Right. No overdubs and nothing prepared um, beforehand and no rehearsal. Because we didn't have much time, and Justin asked me to, you know, put this music together, and I called Adam. No, I called the Adam, Dan, and Mark, and um, yeah, we just had no time to prepare, and we just had the concept, you know, which was at a at a show like that, you know, with Grateful Dead music, um, you know, for that set break stuff and pre-show music. It had to feel familiar to fans, you know, because if it didn't sound anything like it, if it was just something completely, I don't know, in a different feeling or sound, it would just be too much of a disconnect, you know? Right. Um, there had to be some, like, some familiarity, familiarity um, also because, you know, it was supposed to be, like, the last show, so it was, I don't know, it was a celebration of, uh, of a sound, so... We had to get the sound close, but if it was um, if it was just cover music, that would be even more of a disconnect to me. You know? Totally, yeah. It would seem cliche almost. Yeah, and also, you know, the, like the band was going to come out and play those songs anyway. So, right. um, and yeah, I'm just not into like cover band stuff really. So, right. we had to walk this fine line between sounding familiar to people. But not having it be a cover band, not having it be just uh, mimicry, you know. So that that was the whole 
that was the goal right. with that stuff. Was just just yeah, walk that fine line and, and, it. and um, just touch on certain themes, you know, but then get off of them. It was like flavors, like bits of flavor. There, the music would be playing, and then you would be like, "Oh, shit, right, there's yeah." A, there's a little taste yeah, of like Franklin's oh, tower. I, I just heard it. Yeah, oh, but, oh, but it's but it's but it's not gone. that. But it's gone. Yeah, but it isn't that. So what is it? Yeah. Right, right. But it feel. But it makes us feel. Like we're in the right place, you know. It brings up that same kind of raw emotion that the music gives you, but different. Yeah, and I don't yeah, think yeah. there's a way you can fake that, man. Like that. Well, we just lucked out. I mean, honestly, like, um, well, I mean, a lot of like preparation actually did go into it, but without knowing what we were doing, like, you know, all the years that I leading up to it, that I, Adam and I played with Phil, right. you know. And Bob a little bit too, but mostly Phil at Terrapin, you know, all those, those like two or three years in the run up to that had everything to do with how that stuff turned out, you know, cause right. we went to school with Phil, you know, from 2012, I mean, to this day, but up until 15, when we did that music, yeah, we were really like, we were kind of training with him and then we got a chance to, uh, use our skills, you know? Do you so, still have those moments when it all just like seems surreal? Oh yeah, yeah. The whole thing is like mind blowing. I I was in Santa Clara, um, yeah. So I was there, you know, and heard it come up for the first time. And I wasn't sure, like in the, you know, in the stadium there, if it would be audible, how you know how loud it would be played, right? If people would pay attention, because people, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the right. They're just talking or go getting drinks or whatever they're doing, you know, and. Um, I could kind of hear this, like, buzz starting, you know? Um, and then I started getting texts, you know, like, is this you? What is this? You know? Uh, and that was cool. And then, and I was way at the back of the stadium for some weird reason. And, um, and I had this funny moment. I was standing there by myself just kind of taking it in and listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'll bet, yeah. man. You know, the music is what I mean. Like, your music. I was, yeah. Because yeah. we weren't really, we were really sheepish about it. Like, we weren't sure if it was good, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we did it so quickly that um, we just weren't sure of it, you know. And it was very loose. I mean, you know, five hours of music, you're not going to get it all perfect, you know? No, especially so, with no I mean, overdubs or just, right, we're so going, the, let's make it happen. Right, so the perfectionist in me definitely was not satisfied when we turned the stuff in. So I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if this <laughs> is going to hit the mark. Yeah. I don't know. We had, you wouldn't know. It was, a, it was a complete experiment, you know? And that's fun, too. You said you had people texting you, so, like, you didn't tell people. You weren't like, hey, man, my music's No, I didn't say play. anything. Kinda... We said nothing to anybody. What the? Yeah, we didn't wow. like put it on Facebook. Like, hey, our music is. There was no name for the project. It wasn't anything. It was never supposed to be released. It was, um, it was only made for that, for those shows. And we didn't know if it was good. We didn't know if people would like it or hate it. We didn't know if people would even hear it. Right. Um, so. And then after, like, people are asking you to play, like. So you did this thing and you're wondering if it hits the mark and yeah. just putting it out there and you're having this experience. And then all of a sudden they're like, we'd like to see it live. Like, what do you do? You, I did little, that in five, yeah. out, five hours in the studio. Yeah, that came a little bit later, you know, um, <clears throat> where people started requesting us to, you know, play live. And, and then, um, you know, it got released, like Rhino put it out as right. a double vinyl and CD. And 
got you know really nice How attention. How fun that must have been! It's great, yeah. Um, but I had a funny moment standing in the stadium that day during that first set break. I was way at the back of the stadium because I had helped Betty Cantor get to her seat and then I got separated from my friends and I ended up way at the back of that place. I don't know how or why, but I was standing by myself just kind of taking it in and this guy comes up to me and uh, he says, you know, excuse me, I don't know why I'm asking you this, but uh, I don't know, you look like you might know. Can you tell me who's playing this music? Oh, shit. <laughs> you look like and we were know. all the way at the back of that place. So I wasn't in any kind of like VIP area or anything, right. you know. Um, and Dude, I said, you just hit the lottery. I said, man, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, but it's me. Uh, He's like, no, it's not. You know, tell me the truth. Stop. You know. yeah, you're fucking with me. Yeah, in like, a don't, show, bro. Don't, don't bullshit me, you know. Wow. And I said, man, <laughs> I know this sounds unbelievable. What? But it's me. He was like, what? Then he brought his wife over and I told him the story. And that was just, that was like one of the funniest wow. parts of the whole thing, you know. Um, but yeah, the, the, the reaction that we got, you know, was totally unexpected and, um, and beautiful. I want to just put it to rest in case you had any lingering or niggling doubt in the back of your head. You fucking nailed it, brother. Thanks. It, it felt like home. Thanks. And yeah. it does. And there's that is certain, on that is on in our well, household. So yeah, much. I was gonna say the soundtrack a of our house. Yeah, that the minute that that music like it like it does like it turns me on in a certain way. Like you know, it's like because I guess during that time, either right before that or shortly, one of those times we had done DMT. Oh shit! And it has a reminiscent sound of that space. Mm-hmm. And. So once I hear that music, it almost puts me back in that place. So there's like this connection oh, with wow. that specific. So I, I don't care if my thing's on shuffle. Once it comes on, it, it like does a certain thing to me that is so pleasant, you know. So thank you for that. Like, yeah, DMT is pretty intense. So yeah, it's, it's good pretty it, intense. Yeah. And so like that album, it, it is. It's intense in a beautiful way. Yeah. Not like yeah. you know hard. In a very patient way. Yeah. 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 Very patient. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, the fact that that stuff got released and, um, you know, got uh, accepted by the Grateful Dead community at large. And uh, it was, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. And it really, it was like putting our education that we got with Phil, you know, who was so good to us and like teaching us all that, all the songs and uh, the philosophy of the music. And, you know, we, we got to study it firsthand with him and then actually like, it's like going to the sensei. Yeah. How did that come about for you, working with Phil like that? Like, um, Well, I first met Phil when I played with Ryan Adams a long time ago. Uh, <clears throat> he sat him with us at the Hollywood Bowl. This was in, like, 2006. So we met... Well, actually, we met before that. But, yeah, and then I sat in with Phil and Friends in New York in 2008. Uh, so we just kind of knew each other. And then when... Yeah, and then, you know, he knew Chris, too. So I, I met him again, you know, when the CRB started. Okay. And then when Terrapin opened, you know, he needed people to... need to help. Sure. Um, you know, he needed musicians there. So uh, he called me. Uh, and I didn't really know the catalog very well. I was always a deadhead, and I saw a lot of shows, but I never really learned the music. 
because I was always making original music for so many years. Um, so I had to learn really, really fast, and I worked really hard <laughs> to, you know, get uh, proficient at that stuff. It's a language. It's a language, and I wanted to be called back. You know, I wanted Phil. I wanted to be a part of it. Sure. So. Um, you know, and I was, uh, I mean, that's when they were doing those rambles with, you know, really great players, man. You know, Joe Russo was there all the time and, uh, you know, John Kadlicek, you know, all the, uh, yeah, all of them. You all know, the Jeff, heavy hitters, I mean, yeah. all those heavy hitters. And I just kind of got thrown into kind that. That's a unique thing that he did there. Yes, it was, yeah, it was an amazing thing. It was scary at first, you know, um, for me because I didn't know the music that well as a player. You know, I had to catch up. Um, so, but I tried, so I kept getting called back, and then yeah, and then like that led me to meet other people, and Justin Kreutzmann who got us to do the fairly well stuff, and you know that's how it all sort of happened. You know, it's weird that you that you said that about like getting called by them and tutored by Phil and all that, because with Circles and CRB, there's a there's a certain thing that's there that's present in all of it that's not with every jam band you know there it's i said it a few minutes ago it's a home feeling for me personally like it it it's familiar headspace that place is super familiar and is that intentional with crb and circles are you <clears throat> is that or is that just coming because you're part of that community um, it was in it was intentional with CRB at first for sure. Um, Chris definitely used like or, you know the dead were um, the model for what we do two sets you know um, yeah and he kind of preached that in the beginning especially um, so yes that was intentional for sure yeah yeah and I definitely like took got on board with that. Um, and then with circles, yes, it was obviously, obviously it had yeah. to be in the beginning. <clears throat> um, so yeah, it, it actually it, it is something we thought about. And now, of course, you know you're trying to like you don't want to get stuck too much in it, but um, but yes, it's you a, guys, the CRB is its own train. Oh yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Especially thing, now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you said, those first few shows at at uh, Brooklyn Bowl that we saw you at Vegas, there wasn't a lot of people at those shows. It's a whole fucking different ball of wax now, man. Like, yeah, pretty much. And, yeah. And there's a family. It's a community that's growing around you guys. I mean, um, the same way that that the community grow, grew up around the Grateful Dead, it's happening with CRB. Yeah, I mean, we still struggle a little bit, you know, in certain areas. It's, it's, it's hard. You know? Where's the struggle? Well, I mean, as far as like building, a, you know, a larger audience, it's definitely not easy. But um, yeah, it's certainly gotten better for us over the years, you know. And so now you went back into the studio with Circles. Yeah. And did it again? Like Yeah, we have a second record. The same um, formula, or was this different? Well, the Grateful Dead, you know, we didn't have that, like, uh, that focus this time. You know, we didn't have to do it right. for any Grateful Dead-related reasons. So, uh, so there aren't any, like, specific dead themes in any of this stuff. But we sound pretty much the same, I think. You know, I, I, I can play you some. Is the goal just to feel, just to feel it? Is that is that what's what we're trying to do, man? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, with circles, we just want to 
make people dance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like in that good feeling way that's not too aggressive and, um, yeah, you know the feeling. It's hard to... Yeah, I've been here for three days trying to talk to it with different musicians trying to put my finger on it and none of us can do it man it's it's very elusive whatever that thing is well there's a dylan line it's uh it's hard to explain but it's easy to understand yeah <laughs> shit right sorry i interrupted you no 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 that's fine no i was gonna say with the last what was the last time we saw was in portland we live in portland now we saw you guys at the revolution hall mm-hmm. which was we and there was we all like had such a good time. We we're worn out afterwards because we had a whole row, our whole family, yeah. which I, many there's many more of us are just dancing. And man, what a good time! That and that you guys are just awesome. getting so much tighter and just it's, yeah, it's we just, just incredible. Yeah, we made a new album just the other day. You know, just finished it the other day too. So. I've been watching. How old is CRB? Two thousand eleven. That's when we okay. started. Yeah. So it's in in rock and roll years. It's a teenager. Yeah, right. right. It's ready to go party and and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with circles, is there going to be like the release, and then obviously you're going to play some shows. You're going to go out. Yeah, we yeah we're going to play some shows in August and um, as many as we can. You know, CRB is so busy this year. so we're it. just gonna yeah do everything we can come back to Portland in December man please <laughs> I, I, I'm sure we I'm sure we will I think it's like a yeah it's a yearly thing you know that that venue like from a fan's perspective that's a great it's place. like going to school with you uh, guys yeah, it's a great place it's, yeah we're in this cool high school gymnasium like watch, or you know, auditorium it it's a great place yeah, yeah for sure so if the goal is just to feel it and <laughs> and find that like what started it you chasing that thing what started the yeah you chasing that that magic it's oh it started when i was a kid you know i just got obsessed with music really really young and um yeah just the you know i don't know it's probably the same for everybody it's just a it's just a feeling that gets in you and i just started following and it, you, you just know? said fucking i'm gonna learn to play guitar and i'm yeah. i'm this is a thing i'm doing yeah there's there's a tenacity in that man that well there yeah there wasn't it didn't seem like there was anything else for me really like uh, I mean it, there probably was but I don't know I was really tunnel visioned about it and I just grew up in this little town in New Jersey and um, yeah like whatever I just come from a kind of working people and the, going to college wasn't really in the cards and uh, it's just something I had to do you know. It's beautiful, and yeah, it was like. That a lot yeah. But it takes courage. Yeah. There wasn't another choice, like you yeah. said. There probably was, of course. I mean, yeah, there was. I mean, the only choice. That, I mean, the only thing that's I could see was just like you know. I mean, just getting like a job that I don't know. It'd be awful. Well, it's not awful to have a job. I don't know. I just wanted to go out and see things and see the world and. And it seemed to me, in my head anyway, yeah, it was like that guitar was the only thing that was going to get me out of there, you know? And, 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 um, wow, putting all that focus and energy into that. Yeah. To get you out. Or yeah. wherever you want to be. Yeah, and there was no reason. It's weird. When I go back there now, I don't know. It's just all perception, you know? 
there was nothing to get out of. It's just a place. I mean, you know, it's like, where, where are you going to go? You just, you end up, you end up full circle. <laughs> but you know, you want it to take you somewhere. You just grab on and hang on. And yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, that, it just, it's like that. It's just something I focused on and I was so into it, you know, I was so into it. I would do anything to do it. Um, Is it still that strong for you these days? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it always, it's always there, you know? I mean, I, I don't know. To be on the road like that as much as they are. That's getting hard. You know, that's definitely getting difficult um, for sure. But You feel it more? Yeah. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. It's, yeah, it's like perceptions of, I don't know. I see things a little differently now, but, but it was worth it. You know, it's good to do. And, uh. Maybe it's like you you go through all that shit, and not that it's bad, but it's the hard part, right? Not, and now it's like you can focus more and do it more. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's to come still, to a place where there's more. Yeah, I mean, a musician, it's hard. It's kind of a hard life in a way, but I mean, it's not like running a jackhammer or whatever, but it's... Um, it's not. It's not easy either. But uh, it I don't know. Doesn't look easy. No, it's not. It's not for sure. Because but. you guys are up there, and not just like physically up there for two and a half hours, however long. Like that physically is hard, but it's energy. Like, and then it's thought about what you're playing or tuning yeah. in. And it's synergy and energy, and it's yeah. all it's all kinds of things that have to line up, you know. And then you have to just like. Uh, you know, turn it on, you know, it's like... Do you have a way to turn it on? Or is it, like, just get go time once you get on stage? You, know, you just have to figure it out, you yeah. know? But, um, get up there and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, but you do that for so many years, and, you know, it's not, it's not easy all the time, but it's definitely been worth it, because, you know, I used to go to Dead shows when I was a kid, or Jerry Band... Well, not that I ever met him, but... I don't know. I used to go see The Grateful Dead, and, I mean... Got to play with Phil Lesh, and I never thought I'd get anywhere close to that guy. So that was worth it, you know. Yeah, those are the things that make you stop and go, "Wow, this is my life," and it's surreal. And yeah, like I was always the, you know, I was always in the back of like giant stadium, you know, in right 1989 or whatever, what seeing does that, that rearview mirror look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it was nice to like have some of those things happen for sure, and. um that fairly well music, the circles around the sun stuff is like, um, in, in, in many ways, I mean, I've had a lot of rewarding things and highlights, but in, in some unique way, that's like the most, I don't know, special kind of amazing thing that I've ever been a part of, you know, it was a peak in many ways, you know, for all of us, music is magic. They're the same exact thing. And Obviously, you guys are the same. You're making that magic for us and yeah. with us when we're there seeing you play. And to have something like Circles, where I can imagine I'm not the first person that said, that's fucking, you nailed it with that. No, or we've had I've, a lot of nice you know, compliments. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's got to like be validating on some level to, be, to have people saying that when you've worked so hard and you know the magic has happened. And now you can kind of just set it down and step back and go, that was yeah, my thing. yeah. Like I said, we just didn't expect it. We didn't even know if it was any good. You know, we had no idea of its value at all. Uh, so, 
and that was cool. You know that I that learned is cool. Like that makes it so off. that makes it so special. Like it does, and it was yeah. I learned something about recording too, like because you know when you're in the studio, you're normally. I don't know, he's focused on so many different things and trying to get all these things right. And we had no time to do that. We just, we just like let it flow, you know? We had to. There was this necessity there mm-hmm. and all this knowledge and education and like learning that we've been working on and storing up. It all just, it all came out in this unforced, unrehearsed, un. Uh, yeah, just in this, in a very authentic way, you know, mm-hmm. and people went right for it. That 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 that's 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 people responding to authenticity. Yeah, that was the lesson there. You know, they just it was real, and people got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. what you what you created that where you said it earlier. What the we all know from being to, like going to dead shows back. I came on in '91 after he went in '89 and forced me to go. <laughs> Those that, that time in those shows, the going in and especially the set break is so important. Everybody like those sure, spaces yeah. between and to make something that fit that and made it comfortable and took away that sometimes kind of set break. Like, what do I do with my hands? What am I, you know, it was like, <laughs> oh, it was so relaxing and it's right. stayed with us and can't wait to hear the news. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The set breaks at dead shows are always kind of chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you're high as a they kite. They really were, yeah. Think all about it. And then there's all these people you don't know. Yeah. People just like streaming past you and all weird configurations. Yeah, yeah. coming to talk to you. Spinning. And, yeah. people <laughs> sitting down. And there's a guy puking over here. Right. Like, but ah. you were in this concrete building. So that was like, yeah, it was, you know, yeah, I remember all that really well. Yeah. You provided a nice little blanket for that. Totally. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. 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 Spot tree. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be all right, man. Yeah, I think I remember. Like, yeah, I was. I thought about that consciously. Like, oh, you know, if I was at a show, what would I want to hear? You know, that's okay. That right there is so cool that you can put what you think that you want to feel into an instrument to our to us. Yeah. So you must be really in touch with your feelings and how to emote. We. At that time, yeah, we were really, everything was really, uh, that was a good, it was just a very good period of time, you know? So when you go in to make the, the next album and it's not that same thing, you don't have the constraint, right? It doesn't have to be anything. And right. Now, and now you have the ability to do overdub and it doesn't have to be all live. Like, yeah, we did Was some. it more difficult? Uh... In my head, it was at first, but once we started playing, it was it, it came out pretty easily. And uh, luckily, that group, you know, the four of us, we just have this sound, and we there's just something that happens when we play. We have a really good chemistry, so um, it wasn't that. Uh, yeah, once we just sort of made it over that little fear, like, oh, what are we gonna do um, now that we don't have this reason to do it? You know. Right. Um, it was fine. We came up with stuff right away. There's less material, for, for sure, of course. Um, it's a five-hour album. No? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's less material, but there's very long songs. Um, and it's... Um, I, I think it's stronger, actually. The playing is stronger this time, and the sounds... We worked on the uh, Sonics more, so uh, nothing will ever be that first, you know... 
we'll never recreate like the whole experience that the fairly well thing was. It's never going to happen. You can't, you know. Yeah, it's not. <clears throat> so it's not. It's you just best to not even try. Uh, and we didn't. We just played some music that we thought was cool, and we retained our sound not by trying, just because we have that sound. Uh, and we came up with some music, and we're putting it out. But we, yeah, we we overed up a little bit, and we definitely worked on the the sonics a bit more. And so, for that reason, it, it, it it's actually stronger music, um, right? But it's but it's just a different it's different a different thing. thing. Yeah. When you're doing that, you're giving us a tour of what's up here mm -hmm. you know what I mean and there's a level of I don't even know what the word is I guess it's vulnerability that you have to have right to do what you do yeah does it does it ever get fucking scary man like on a personal level yeah to expose yourself to everybody yes, like that yes it does yeah for sure and and it's a conscious thing uh I don't know lately I'm I feel that like um yeah, it can be for sure. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it can be. I don't know. The digital world has made it really weird. And, um, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about that, but uh, but you know, circles music being instrumental takes away some of that fear. Like singing lyrics and like telling your. I don't know. I was a singer songwriter for a long time. You know. Yeah. Before all of this, um, and I would oftentimes be really uh, like self-conscious about singing stuff that you wrote if it was personal you know but Circle's music actually it's instrumental so it's a nice place to it's a less uh, it's a safer environment safer yeah. space yeah it is yeah for me anyway you know I can't even imagine like the, especially with all the private stuff and, and all the things that happen in life with us and then I write poetry but she's probably the only one that ever sees it or him and that's it right but to get up in front of everybody well it's nice that. to put it out there too you know so if you feel strongly about something you know life is short so get it out there if you want to you know True. definitely really and You're you right. may yeah and you may find something beautiful and incredible that you've never thought of or experienced you know so give that some thought um yeah because, you know, it's... Yeah, if you've done something worthwhile, it's okay to get it out into the world because people need it, you know? I mean, look, you guys are talking to me about how much this music means to you. So right. if we had never... If we'd never taken the chance, you know, um, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened, you Well, know? I think music in general, at least the music that we're all into, saves lives a lot of times, man. It does. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, it it's, saved mine for sure, you know? It, uh, yeah, it healed me. Yeah, it does save lives. And it creates lives, too. Yeah, it does. And it, and it brings, it creates communities, it brings people together. I mean, you know, look, I mean, yeah, once again, I mean, yes. the Grateful Dead is no, there's no better example, you know? And that created a community that's those the originators could have never ever there's no way they could have envisioned it you know can't see that far yeah well you know yeah part of the soundtrack to my life uh, that's no, for it's, sure it's an honor you know it really is i mean yeah it's weird too uh, i mean i i can't imagine what they went through 
I mean, look, it killed some. You know, it killed some of them. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. That's a that's a weight. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I, we're you know, I'm good friends with like Kid Candelario now, and Betty doesn't talk about it as much. But Kid, you know, we, he tells me a lot of stories. And, I mean, geez, what those people lived through and what they created, and yeah, the weight that they had to bear, the weight of their creation, you know, and, and unintentional, but yeah, intentional. right, yeah, like yeah, the, well. I'm sure that there, the intention was in the music and right. and where they were going with it, but it's like you you couldn't intend that kind of scene, you know, or like what what happened over the decades. I don't think you could predict that or try for it, you know. That's, I mean, who would? That's manifestation out of control. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you know, but the good far outweighs the bad, you know, because. Um, yeah, it brings people together, it brings yeah. friends together. It's like, it's, it's, um, yeah, music is an incredible thing in that way. Something you know? that we talk about too is like, and you, you're confirming that too with what you did. Uh, it seems like there, we've just seen such a resurgence and such a bigger thing after the Fairly Well. We just, there's so much more music. I mean, it's been around, but it just seems like that kind of added like some more fuel was thrown on the fire. And with Dead and Company doing what they're doing now, it's this scene is getting stronger and stronger. And like coming to places like this. Sure. You, yeah. You, like we, we've seen you several times. This is so awesome because we see you guys get just hang out with the crowd and walk around. It's different. Nobody's than fucking you bugging at, you. It's and... different than like at a venue where you're in and out. Here, you, you know, it's hanging out and seeing everybody we've talked to, other musicians, everybody's here to see other musicians that then musicians that they're seeing that they haven't seen in a while because you're all on the road. And well, this festival is particularly nice for that, you know, because it's so mellow here. Um, yeah, this is, yeah, this is great. This place is really great. Um, but yeah, as far as like what happened after Fairly Well and like the, Grateful Dead coming to a different level of critical mass again, you yeah. know, yeah. is a trip. Yeah, and then it's sort of, I don't know, there's some of it, like, you know, it could be a little bit of a turn off or whatever, but, you know, like, there's so much, and it's like, oh, there's this and that, and there's all these cover bands, and everyone's doing it, and, you know, you get this feeling of, like, you weren't, you know, you weren't there, like, who are these, <laughs> you know, who are these, like... 20 whatever year olds that are saying they're into this you know but that's you can't you, that's they not, did that to me when I jumped on the you bus. know that's funny you took the words out of my mouth because when I was it was the same thing for me in the like late 80s early 90s I got the same kind of treatment you know touch like, head yeah like oh you're just here now like you know you you weren't here in 70 whatever or Aww. yeah right you don't you don't get it you're not you know so fuck you guys I'm hanging out for dear life Right. And now anyone that saw Jerry at all is like, you really, you were there. Yes. But then we weren't considered having been there. Mm -mm. We were considered having missed it. No, you didn't see the naked guy on the pole at the creamery. Right. You were just seeing like the decline and the, and the bad shows. And like some of that's true, but yeah. Um, you know, but now, yeah, just if you, if you had seen them, 
uh, you're in like this other weird club. I felt, we've you're talked about that. That's like one of the we've seen de- several Dead and Company shows, and we're fine. Now we're now we're the guys that, with beards and are at the show that these like <laughs> like you just said. The they're like they're around. like oh, you're so lucky. I can't believe you've seen Jerry. They get so excited for us having seen Jerry. Yeah, and you're like yeah, those and, were the shows that everybody were saying were terrible. Yeah, right? I'm like, yeah. That's when Jerry was asleep playing. Right, his he was asleep and they were bad. And <laughs> yeah. like, what are they doing? And they were sad. You know. Yeah, no, that's so. So that's just weird how that comes around, right? So yeah, we were the kids then, and now now we see Dead and Company or whatever. Yeah, we're like the old people, you know, complaining or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> our kids get off my lung. Yeah, yeah, but you know, none we're of that matters because you just get paved over as time goes by and new people take over. You know, so you just do the best while you can, I guess. But like you said, man, it does it does seem like, and it's not just the Grateful Dead either that time like what's going on in the world and everything it seems like everything went up a notch around that time of fairly well and i don't know if mm-hmm. that was like the impetus healing, like of, the, of it or what started. but the, a revolution started again it seems like and music is the thing and yeah. it, and these festivals are that manifestation of that magic happening again that whatever that 60s spirit was uh-huh. is alive and well but it's grown up and it's now the bearded dude yeah you see that Uh, yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah it's nice to be like on that curve you know (laughs) as an old as like an older person you know uh definitely yeah I, i felt that for sure especially you know like playing with well crb starting in 2011 and then we got involved with phil in 12 and there was just this upward like curve, you know, through those years and uh and it's continuing. Is it still fun too? Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. I don't think Neil would be doing it if it wasn't no, fun. Look making, in his eyes, man. <laughs> no, making songs is like yeah, we just did it, you know, CRB just came out of the studio, Chris was, you know, writing beautiful lyrics and you know, we just created something out of nothing. So yeah. it's a cool yeah, it's a nice feeling. It's a hard living, but um, just somebody who I don't play music at all except on my you know <laughs> my radio phone, player phone, yeah. yeah but the dedication that you guys put into it is such a reward for everybody you know it's like your mom like you know practice your piano blah blah, blah. and then this kid comes up to be this amazing musician that's like feeding and healing helping to heal like thousands and thousands of people like what awesome determination that is like the hours at the studio the hours of rehearsals the countless hours away from family traveling like i yeah decades you know yeah Yeah. a sacrifice well it never felt like a sacrifice it just felt exactly like what i wanted to do you know yeah yeah but it is i mean it can be for sure when you add it all up and think about it too hard, it's like, whoa. Well, yeah, just from every angle, thinking about it, because of course when you're in it, of course it's fun, and you're on, you're in there, but yeah, then you're on the bus driving, and it's like, well, shit, like, I miss my family, or I miss, like, whatever, whatever is important to you. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah. Travel is, is, can be really brutal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're experiencing it for the first time, and it's ain't easy. No, no, no. There's balance. You got to learn balance real fucking fast, or you're gonna not be all right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah you have to get along with who you're traveling with. Well, it there's seems all like that. You, it there's seems all. Like yeah, you guys there's that too. Good family in CRB that 
yeah, no, we all get along fine. That part's okay, but yeah, it's just, you know, being away and just in motion and all that. It can be, um, yeah, so many years, like, into it, and it gets kind of weird, but it's also, it's, it's rewarding and worth it, you know? When CRB's writing uh, new albums from Instagram and Facebook and stuff, it just looks like you're hanging out at home. <laughs> well, that studio is like a, it, it, it's a house, actually. So I mean, that's nice. And we, and we, it is, and we stay there, and there's a nice view of the ocean, and that's that's a very special place where, where we get to work, you know. So, um, yeah, that's fantastic. Hallowed ground, and again, we're right there in Stinson Beach, which is you know Jerry's old house is right up the road. You know, um, that's where they all hung out. You know, it's like in the in the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great there. It's a, it's a really peaceful, uh, very quiet little village as well. You know, in the summer it gets crowded, but it's we've worked there in the winter when no one's there. It's uh, you can really like concentrate. You know, it's right good. Then. Well, I know that you got shit to do tonight, man. We'll let you do your thing. All right. But I just want to say from our family, dude. Thank you, thank, thank you. you very much. Yeah, it means for, a lot thank that you. you took this time. It means the world to me. Thanks for even uh, talking to me. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is a rock and roll city for sure. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.